The Truth About College Admission podcast, as well as our book and workbook, are brought to you by Johns Hopkins Press. Visit press.jhu.edu to learn more about their wide selection of books and journals from the world's most trusted authors, experts, and sources. I am Brennan Barnard. I'm the Director of College Counseling for Con Schools Network and the College Mission Advisor for the Making Carrying Common Project, Harvard Graduate School of Education. And Happy New Year. I am Rick Clark. I'm the Executive Director for Enrollment Management and Strategic Student Access at Georgia Tech. Today, we are joined by Lisa Heffernan, New York Times bestselling co-author of Grown and Flown, How to Support Your Teen, Stay Close as a Family, and Raise Independent Adults. She is also the co-founder of Grown and Flown, the number one site for parents of teens, college students, and young adults, reaching millions of parents every month. Welcome, Lisa. So great to have you here. Thank you so much, and Happy New Year to both of you. Thanks. Great to see you and thank you for being with us. Um, Of course, um, we definitely appreciate, you know, Grown and Flown also partnering with us to produce the podcast and and, um, have enjoyed all the guests that we've had on here this season and so glad that you're with us to kick off the new year. So um, thank you. Uh, I, I guess, you know, what we like to really start with in, in the podcast is just sort of getting a sense from people um, as they reflect back on their own college admission experience. I know you talk to tons of, <laughs> of tons of families and parents um, about what they're going through currently. But I mean, as you look back on your own, is, is there anything in particular that kind of stands out that you um, reflect on? Maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that went, where you went, uh, anything that you might feel as a takeaway and something applicable for either students or parents? Um, well, it's a great question, but I'm not sure it's applicable. Um, I went to the University of California in San Diego um, because I grew up in California. Yeah. And at the time that just seemed the next step for lots of lots of California kids. It was an amazing, it still is an amazing um, resources for um, residents of that state. Um, I think that the process was much simpler then. So I'm not mm. sure that yeah. it's quite as relevant to parents now um, since I went obviously decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see some things constantly um, in observation of what's going on now that might be helpful to parents if you want to kick off there for a second. Great. Although um, I don't want to yep. go past one thing that okay. I would take away, okay, um, which is sometimes, you know, the, the very best place is is right in your backyard. And, you know, sometimes I think people feel like they need to need to go or, you know, um, that it's not good enough necessarily because it's just the school in your city or, you know, in, in your state. And I think, again, we've talked so much. I know you do, too, about what you can do wherever you go, right? It's more about the opportunities you take advantage of and, and the resources, right, that you that you capitalize on. I mean, uh, and I, I think that's, you know, that is something that a lot of students and parents sometimes maybe overlook a little bit. Well, and to just, your point, but, but, well, I was just going to say, and to your point, also college admission can be simple, right? It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. kind of convoluted and complicated and challenging. Yeah, and big state universities, which this is and was, um, have an enormous advantage, which was I was an undirected, you know, no idea what I want to do kind of high school student. And places like that have amazing resources across a huge array of things students can study. So when you when you're a little bit undirected, a big place like that can be an enormous um, opportunity to experiment with lots of things. 
Yeah. But go ahead. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that no, I cut okay. you off, but I, I just felt like you you undersold it a little bit. Um, so, but I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear more. So, you know, one of the things that we see, and I know you guys talk about a lot, is um, the pressure that is on students now. Um, and the, what we like to call sort of the toxic questions kids get asked, where are you applying? Where have you heard? Did you take the SAT? On and on and on. And one of the things that I like to tell parents is you can give your kids the language to not answer these toxic questions, even when they're from the most well-meaning people, grandparents, aunts, uncles. These people love your children. They're not asking these questions because they're trying to put pressure on your children, but in fact, they do put pressure on your children. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I think is super helpful is when we give our kids the language and say things like, you know what, our, we're going to talk about all this when I'm. it's clear and I know where I'm applying, or we're going to talk about all this when I know where I'm going. Um, and that that's not impolite. Our kids have kind of been taught no. you've got to answer an adult who asks you a question. You do have to answer, but the answer can be that we're not ready to talk about it yet. So I feel like sometimes we can give our kids um, the language that helps them do that. And um, I saw that as a parent watching my, I went, I've gone through this with my three sons and I saw them constantly bombarded by questions that I hadn't given them the option not to answer. And mm -hmm. I could have made it easier on them by telling them they didn't need to answer these questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it was over break. I saw um, Lisa Damore had put something out where she was talking about, you know, sometimes like in general, right? Not not just at the holidays, but particularly in like family gatherings. It's like, like they're thinking, what do I have in common with this person? Like, what can I talk to them about? And like the one thing that easy comes to mind when you're a junior or senior is like, what are you thinking about college? It's it's not meant to produce stress or anxiety, but it can easily. And there's we sometimes have to help uh, our kids, you know, get some tactics and strategies to navigate that well, which, you know, obviously is what you're hitting on there. Yeah. yeah. And I, we do them a favor, I think, by giving, even just giving them the language to use, because yeah. honestly, for that year, or a year and a half, 11th grade and 12th grade, every adult they encounter, they, people feel like it's almost polite asking them, Yeah, but it can really, really be too much. Um, as parents, I think that it's really important we remember not to start all of this too early with them. Think back on our own high school years. Mm -hmm. High school was sometimes a difficult time, sometimes a magical time, but certainly a memorable time for everybody. And if we allow that to be usurped with college admissions, we have really done our kids a disservice. Mm. So over and over again, I try and remind parents, and I did adhere to this myself, to wait until you as a parent can do some research. You can dig into the paying college piece. You can do some research on what your family is going to need to do to make this possible. But try and keep it away from your kid too early. Um, because that really, really doesn't help them. Now, you may feel like you need to talk about it as a parent. So the other thing that I like to tell parents, and this I'd hear too also as a parent, find one good friend who you can share your frustrations, your worries, your triumphs, something great that happened to your kids, and just tune everyone else out. We, we all need a little someone to confide in. We all need someone to discuss things with. It may be, the, it may be your child's other parent. Um, it may be a best yeah. friend. It may be somebody in your life. And then just tune everyone else out except the experts, people mm -hmm. such as yourselves. That's who we should be listening to as parents. Well, that that's great. And it kind of leads into the next question about kind of tuning other people out. But 
at the same time, you've created this amazing resource, right, for parents. I mean, grown and flown, uh, whether it be the Facebook page or your website or your newsletter, um, you've created this great resource for parents to have these conversations um, beyond that just one friend. And can you talk a little bit about the work you do and why you do it and how you do it? Um, we started Grown and Flow because there weren't really any websites for parents of middle school, high school, and college students, um, there really was nothing on the internet at the time when we started it. So we started a site. We now have 900 writers who write about every aspect of parenting. You mentioned Lisa Damore. You mentioned uh, Jennifer Wallace. They've written for us. Rick has appeared. Brendan, you're on there. Um, so we, we look for expert content and also parent content to share um, people's knowledge. We've got pediatricians and psychologists and, and all sorts of people. But we also have a college admissions membership which is um, a place where parents can just listen to experts. I really, really encourage parents to listen to experts. And that we'll, we can talk about that in a second, but that information has never been more available to parents in the form of books and podcasts and websites mm -hmm. that they can find people who's, you know, when you talk to another parent, their sample size is two or three, <laughs> right? right? Maybe one. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty small sample size to be working with. So you need to, to listen to those people whose sample size is a thousand or five thousand mm -hmm. or ten thousand who've seen this over and over again so in our college admissions membership we have deans of admissions we have um, private counselors who worked with thousands of students we have people like jennifer and lisa um, come talk to parents um, for a small monthly fee yeah and we um we link to that always in the show notes um and actually there's a a free um, trial period uh, in the link that we have that'll that'll appear in the show notes and highly encourage um, folks to check that out. Do you, off the top of your head, remember some of the people that you might have slated coming up or some of the more recent guests that you might want to just uh, plug? I know you talked about um, Lisa Damore and Jennifer Wallace for sure. Yeah, they've both been there. Um, we've recently had the Dean of Admissions from Dartmouth. Um, we've had Whitney Soule, who's um, the head of admissions at Penn recently. Yep. Um, we're having Tim and Shereem on um, okay, later good. this month. Um, they've got a wonderful new edition of their wonderful book out. Um, Allison Slater-Tate is next week. She's going to be talking about to our senior parents about the things um, parents can think about when their student gets admitted to more than one school and they're making those decisions and what kinds of uh, things they want to consider. That's great. Very good. Um, when you're talking about the end of one, I met with a Georgia Tech alum yesterday and we were talking about our applicant pool, which, you know, has continued to grow and our deadline just passed. So we were we just kind of counting still, but right around 60,000. And, wow. you know, that number was 45,000 three years ago. And, you know, I pulled up one high school and just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling down. This one high school had 213 applicants. Um, and I think we got to maybe 188 before the first person had below a 4.0. You know, it's like when you hear and parents in their head, it's like, my kid has all A's. And then you start scrolling and showing at one high school out of the 600 plus in our state, um, you know, 80 some odd percent also have all A's. And so I think, like you said, for all of us at all chapters of life, seeking perspective and, and trying to get reality checks, right, is, is just so important. Yeah, and understanding what an expert is, right? I mean, there are a lot of people out there who purport to be experts. And so mm -hmm. kind of digging into that and and developing your criteria for what an expert is and what they bring to the conversation. Yeah. 
Um, you hit on this a little bit already, but still, since this is our first episode of, of 2024, um, I know, you know, traditionally I'll usually go to a couple of high schools in January or February. Brennan and I are doing a couple actually together where um, counselors are sort of turning their attention to the juniors, right? Seniors are either in or they're waiting, but they can kind of start really working with juniors um, and, and maybe even sophomores to an extent. So I think there's like this new sort of round of families and students coming into really thinking in earnest about college admission. Um, and again, you've, you've, you've touched on a couple, it's fine to reiterate there, but is there anything else that like, you know, especially someone who's just sort of starting out and at an appropriate time to be starting out, like what are some of those kind of key tips, one or two things that you would just say, Hey, um, keep this in mind, or, you know, here's something that I've learned or that we've sort of, um, come to in our work over time. Um, Sure. Um, one of our experts, her name is Stephanie Mead. She works at something called the Collegiate Edge. She talks about something that I think is so important. You just can't say it enough. She says it's important that the college search goes from the kid to the college, not the college to the kid. So often we look at colleges and think, which colleges, to your point, my kid has a 401, where can my kid fit in? And she asks parents, and every time I hear her say this, I am so impressed by it. Flip the script completely. Look at your kid. What are their interests? How do they study? What, what makes them thrive? Spend a lot of time on self-exploration with your kid. Encourage them to spend that time. And she offers um, some tools that exist online. Um, I'm sure many of them you guys know um, that your student can use to learn more about themselves because some 17-year-olds haven't done all the self-reflection um, that they might. And then from that, the list falls out from the kid rather than the, trying to you know, shoehorn our kid into some schools that we know about. So if you start there, I feel like that that's one of the most important things parents can do. Um, one of the other things we see in our Facebook group every year that honestly almost brings me to tears. Every year there's a thread that starts with a parent saying, my kid has gotten into the college they have always wanted to go to and we can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And it usually happens because the parents haven't done enough research or they haven't talked to the kid enough about money. Mm -hmm. It's a hard conversation. It's a painful conversation. It's not one that any of us like to have. But and when that parent posts that, honestly, hundreds of parents below them say this happened to us, this happened to us, this yes. happened to us. Your kid has done all that work. They have done everything they could. Anything a parent can do to avoid finding their family in that situation is I just can't be more emphatic about it. You just don't want yourself or your kid to be in that position. And there are ways to help avoid it. I'm sure you guys have talked about this a lot. Yeah, we had we've had Ron Lieber on, who I know has also been on with you all. And 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 also we have a chapter in our book, the new edition uh, that really digs into financial aid. And, and we and and these conversations, like you said, are so, so important. Um, and, you know, you've had a number of um, live conversations with all these experts over the past year. Um, there's been a lot of news in the college admission space, uh, lots changing. Um, and often this kind of change in social media and gossip and stress and consternation uh, brings about a lot of kind of um, a lot of confusion for parents. Um, you know, as we begin 2024, We'd like to focus on hope and opportunity and and for parents, for students, for education. Um, wh what do you see as positive that's going to be happening for colleges and college admission right now? 
I think some super positive things happening. Um, I think the first thing is that parents are focusing a lot more on the mental health piece around their teens mm. and making sure that their teens are in a strong place and, um, and, and paying more attention to their stress and the resources they might need when they go to college. Um, and I think that that is a huge um, outgrowth of what's happened over the last couple of years that we weren't focusing on as much, say, five years ago. Um, I see another huge change being that there are more writings, more podcasts, more books, books like your own, books like Ron Lieber's, um, that parents, when we talked about a minute ago about how do you figure out who's an expert and who's not an expert, you know, your college guidance network brings experts to parents every single week or every single, actually, do you guys do it weekly or monthly? All the time. All, All the, the time. time. <laughs> Night <laughs> and day. Bring, we bring experts every week to parents at Grown and Flown. Um, you can go on, you know, if you go, we encourage parents, go on the websites of lots of different colleges and read the blogs that people such as Rick are writing. Because these are the people who see tens of thousands, maybe over a long career, hundreds of thousands of applications. They're the people that we should be listening to. Um, we have a list of books on our website, I think 15 books written by people who know this field intimately. So parents have access to some high quality information that I don't know that they had 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, similarly, podcasts like this, um, lots of heads of admissions are doing wonderful, wonderful podcasts. You're, you don't need to listen to the schools that your kids are just applying to. That's the podcast yeah. like this one usually cover much broader. So don't, just because your kid isn't applying to Georgia Tech or your kid isn't applying to Dartmouth, don't avoid those podcasts. Those are, those are great information for your student. And I guess one of the, the last two or three I would touch on is um, there's a lot more online information that there ever was because we couldn't travel for a while. So parents and students can explore more colleges in greater depth than mm -hmm. they could have in a more affordable way. You know, maybe if your family could have only afforded two or three visits, now you could explore 20 colleges in depth from those colleges um, that we couldn't. And I think the, the last couple of things that have changed that have been really market and, and, and optimistic, um, the test optional piece for a lot of students, this was mm -hmm. the most stressful and unpleasant yeah. part of the process. And if you take that away, um, that brings some joy to many families. Um, and it's, it's, it's a change that, you know, it seems like it's going to last. I know many schools haven't, you know, confirmed forever, mm -hmm. but, um, I think we have to remember as parents, there's a lot of really, really wonderful things that come out of this process. Going back to what Stephanie Mead said about this being a process of exploration. It's a process of exploration for your kid. It's also a chance for us as parents to get to know this young adult that's emerging better. And we really don't wanna you know, let that opportunity pass. So there, there's been some, I think some super, super positive changes um, over the last couple of years. Thanks. And, and we'll put, we'll put some uh, show notes in about some of those resources you mentioned and, and your website and Lee Coffin's podcasts at Dartmouth and some other things. We, a lot of times Lisa, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to a guest and then Brennan and I will find another time to like do an intro and do an outro. Um, but our outro is always just talking about grown and flown. So clearly we're not, we're not doing that this time. Um, and we're, we're not going to do an intro either because I think our, our conversation, you know, has been great. But one of the things we do in the intro oftentimes is we think we listen back and we think, what is it that this person said that we want to make sure people 
here. Um, and so since since we're just going to blend this one in, I, I just had one thing that I, I loved that I hadn't heard before was kid to college, not college to kid. Um, that really stood out to me uh, a lot. I mean, I think that's so important. And, and we talk a lot about this, like college admission can and should be more like college itself. A time of, as you said, asking questions about who am I? What do I want? Where do I want to go? Who are the people that bring out my best? What's the environment where I learn? Um, discovery, you know, um, testing assumptions, maybe starting out thinking one thing and, and ending up somewhere totally different is a good thing, not a, a failure or something that should, you know, bring you any type of consternation. Like that is college, right? And that can be college admission. So, yeah, I really, I really love that. And, and the other one that you, um, that you hit on and and like Brennan said in the in the new book we dedicated a whole chapter to this is you know for parents in particular like the earlier and more honest you can talk about money like you know because i think a lot of parents i mean even in my neighborhood this is true and certainly in talking to parents over the years like they think the biggest gift they can give their kid is like a blank check i'll i'll pay for anywhere that you get in like i think a lot of parents we put pressure on ourselves to say that's that's our gift right that's the best thing we can do and actually disagree patently with that. I think the biggest gift is, is to be honest and to be early about conversations about money, even if with that comes some limitations and some conditions and some expectations. Like that's a gift, right? Because this relationship transcends four years of college. It, it, it extends well into years beyond that. And that's what we're going to always need to do in our families is be honest and early and proactive and you know, transparent. And I mean, that is a practice that that transcends this process. And, and you know, I'll just add that, uh, you know, I would say that piece about experts and know your experts. And 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 I would say in this in this experience, just ask, right, like find a find a financial aid officer at a college or university and connect with that person and get the answers directly from them. Get the answers directly from people like Rick and his colleagues, rather than kind of trust the the kind of uh, social media slash kind of media hype. I also think we can look at this all as a huge, huge um, teaching experience. You know, the money piece our kids don't know a lot about money when they're 16 years old. The biggest you know, decision they may, may have you know, involved $200 up until this point. This is a chance to teach them how we spend money, how we value money, how we mm -hmm. allocate money, what you do when you can't afford any something and you, you know, make, give up one thing for another thing. Yeah. Same thing with the college admissions process. You know, there's, a, there's a little bit of a narrative out there that parents should get out of the process and walk away and get your hands off your kid. To some extent, yes, but to another extent, this is a chance to teach kids about a highly complex decision making where we're operating under imperfect information mm -hmm. and we're making a major decision. This will happen again and again <laughs> right. in our lives, yeah, right? right. Yeah. We will buy we will buy homes, we will, you know, get partners, we will take a job, quit a job, all mm -hmm. with imperfect information, yeah. all with big ramification in our lives. And we need to think about the pluses and the minuses. And if we can walk through with our kids how we think about this decision, if we can model this, this is one of our last huge teaching opportunities while they're still at home. Turns out the teaching goes on much later into adulthood, but this is a way to show them how we make complicated decisions under uncertainty and lack of information. And that's something you don't want to pass up. That's something you want to do with your kid. Right. Perfect. I love that. I love that. How to, how to be, teach them how to be researchers, teach them how to be self-advocates, all those pieces. Exactly. Yeah. Well, 
you, you nailed it and can't say any better. So we just want to say thank you. Um, thanks for partnering with, with us. Um, thanks for the work you're doing on the college admission grown and flown sites and, you know, supporting parents and students. Um, and, and thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you both. It's been such a pleasure. And I just, I'm so glad we've gotten to work together over the years. For sure. Um, well, this is just the first of the 2024 uh, segments of episodes and Brennan, looking forward to being with you again uh, as we head into the spring. Absolutely. Exciting year ahead. For everyone else, thanks for listening. We will be back soon with another episode.